Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, today mm. uh, we have lovely, lovely Lauren, Dr. Lauren. Uh, am I supposed uh, pronouncing your name right? Dr. Lauren Toba. Yeah, Dr. Lauren Toba is here and I will let her introduce herself. Uh, I have very high regards to her and I simply love her work. Oh, so Dr. please, um, introduce yourself to my listeners. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sunita. Um, you. you know, we met a few years ago when we were both teaching on Nicola Ellis's training and I came and sat in on your um, on one of the days that you taught and I really loved your teaching. So it's really, I just love doing it, having this collaboration now. So thank you for having me here. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for being here. So a little, a little bit about me, I, I work as a clinical psychologist um, and a yoga teacher, both for around 20 years. I'm also a mom. I have two kids um, and I live up in Malabimbi, near Byron Bay in Australia. No, it's lovely. Would you like to share with us your yoga journey? Because I'm always curious to know uh, how yoga enter into your life. And the reason for that is, is I just want my listener to know, listeners to know that everyone's journey is unique mm. so you know oh how how was your yoga journey and how is it going can you tell us <laughs> yeah okay so it started I started yoga I think I was 21 and I was studying psychology here in Australia at ANU in Canberra and I went on an exchange program to Vancouver in Canada and I arrived there. I didn't know anybody. It was like a few days before Christmas. So we went from like hot here in Australia to freezing cold in Vancouver and not knowing anybody. And I landed in a youth hostel and I stayed there for a couple of weeks before the semester started. And in the youth hostel, I made friends with one of the guys who was working at the hostel. And he took me to a, a yoga class, my very first yoga class in downtown Vancouver. So, um, I mean, that was more than more, it was a long time ago, more than 20 years ago now. And at the time, I haven't been back, but at the time, um, there were a lot of homeless people in Vancouver. Apparently, Vancouver is one of the warmest parts of Canada, even though it was cold for me as an as a yeah. Aussie. Um, and so there's a lot of, there's a big homeless community in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And downtown there was a big community center where they would you know offer different support to the the community and at the very top of the building like it was a um several stories high building they were holding yoga classes mm. and so I went along to this yoga class it was a kundalini yoga class you know I grew up in in the country in Australia very kind of middle class mainstream this was really weird for me in this <laughs> space <laughs> so there was it was quite dark there was this kind of fairy lights everyone was dressed or maybe it was candles I can't really remember but it was very dark with just some little lights everyone was dressed in white with the white turbans and you know, if you've ever done yoga before and going into a Kundalini class, it's pretty, it's a pretty full on class to start, to start with. Um, and that very first class, I didn't really like it. It was really hard. Um, like the, it was physically very hard and it was very strange. And at the same time, there was something in me that said, yes, this, this, this I know that I want, I need, to, I need to do more of, I want to find out more about. So it was this weird thing of, finding it very disconcerting and not like 
particularly pleasurable. And at the other time, there was something in me that just knew there's something here for me. And I've kind of been following that thread over the following 25 years. Beautiful. Well, 25 years, that's amazing. Really, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe I'm aging myself more than I should be. Mm-hmm. And and how do you uh, find it in relation to your uh, profession, which is you know you're a psychologist, uh, and uh, how do you like uh, can can you find links? Is there benefits? Uh, like I would like to know a little bit understanding from scientific point of view. If you can talk with us about that, that will be really great. Yeah, well, I mean, yoga is psychology, isn't it? Um, So there is so much overlap. um, And at the same time, there's different regulatory bodies in Australia anyway, um, that don't really see it that way. So we need to be need to be mindful of that. But I do remember um, being in India, I spent nearly a year in India studying yoga. Um, One year, such an amazing year. And, you know, we learn a lot, a lot about, diff, you know, asana and pranayama and, you know, also, and, uh, also, all sorts of things. Um, and then I came back to Australia and I, I did my doctorate of clinical psychology. So I was like kind of a year immersed in India and the teachings of yoga. And then I came back to um, ANU and did my doctorate in clinical psychology, which is very kind of, you know, clinical mainstream um straight down the line (laughs) kind of university and and studies but many of the practice like some of the practices were very similar so in in my doctoral program we were being taught about breath retraining whereas Mm -hmm. I just come back from India and we learned about um, pranayama and in you know clinical psychology like we learned at university they teach all about um, CBT cognitive behavior therapy which is about looking at the cognitions and emotions and the way they affect your behavior and then in yoga we have this whole process of self-inquiry and observing thoughts and emotions and so there is I think there's a lot of, there's really, there's a lot of overlap. Um, and I think it's, to me, clinical psychology or psychology in general is becoming, like they're, they're coming closer and closer together um, mm-hmm. as things like mindfulness are becoming really mainstream and really well accepted. Um, and yeah, definitely elements of yoga as well. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate that because uh I also truly believe that uh, wisdom of yoga, it's basically about mind, you know, mm-hmm. human mind and, and how to reach the highest potential of the mind. Through understanding of ourselves. we can reach that highest potential. And mm-hmm. what is enlightenment? It basically, you know, uh, using your mind as a tool to reach that the highest state of human being. That's what it is, according to my understanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also heard a lot of time yoga teachers, some yoga teachers will say that science is catching up. And I truly agree with that because science is catching up, you know, uh, slowly and steadily because uh, yoga, I think, looks at the whole bigger picture. And, you know, um, have you heard about Ayurveda, the sister science of yoga? So that is also like uh, very amazing when we link these two wisdoms together and how it can really help us to move towards our optimal well-being, basically, you know. And um, these both has been my passion for many, many years. And I think you are 
uh, in similar boat, but your passions, uh, psychology and wisdom of yoga. And I know that you're doing something special about it. So would you like to talk about uh, what you offer and what is in pipeline for people to, you know, see mm. where can they learn about this? Uh, what, what are your offerings and all that? So please uh, feel free to talk about that. Oh, thank you, Selena. I appreciate it. Yeah, the way the way that I see it, yoga is amazing for can be amazing for mental health. It can really support us as we're going through the struggles, through the challenging times, but it can also really support us to thrive in the world as well. You know, um, um, but you know, many yoga teachers are not taught about mental health and how to support their students experiencing mental health challenges, and not necessarily taught as much of the the, the psychology or the positive psychology or that kind of self-realization and thriving um, part of it. Um, And so so my mission is to make yoga classes like a safe, nourishing and transformative space for people who are experiencing mental health challenges. And I'm doing that by supporting yoga teachers to understand more about mental health. So I'm teaching a training called Mental Health Aware Yoga. This is a training for yoga teachers who who want to learn more about uh, mental health and how to really create safe, nourishing and transformative spaces for their students. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also, um, yeah, so if you're a yoga teacher, I invite you to come and check that out. Uh, and if you're somebody who is interested in studying with, a, you know, practicing with a yoga teacher who has this knowledge, we also have a directory on our website as well. So you can find teachers who have that knowledge. Um, yeah, so so my, my, my mission is to really, like my vision is to really make you know, to support yoga teachers to really tap into that knowledge of yoga. So those mm-hmm. classes are there for people because I think that um, you know, psychotherapy is great. Medication is great for some people. Um, are you very consultations are great as well um, but there's something about yoga classes that is accessible for most people like it's affordable there's a lot of them around you can do it in person you can do it in line online there's no stigma um, well there's not a lot of you know about going to a yoga class or sometimes there is about going to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist or, mm. or a doctor so it's very accessible for many people um and you know, often affordable for for people as well, as opposed to a one on one consultation that can get expensive. Yeah. Um, and so, I think it's wonderful that we can create these these spaces that can be supportive of people's mental health. Beautiful. And is this face to face, or do you offer online? Like, how is it offered? These. So pre-COVID, <laughs> it was uh, a hybrid model. So we have the lectures and things online, and then we come together for three days. Um, yeah. Now, <laughs> the last training we did was in Copenhagen in January 2020, 2020 and then COVID hit, and we canceled the other trainings um, yeah. and created an online program. We mm. haven't gone back to the face-to-face yet. I know that people are flying and gathering in groups. I'm personally just feeling like I'm not ready to be responsible to bring bring people together to travel and come together in groups just yet. I do plan to to do that in the future, maybe next year just not you know as I tune into my intuition and what feels right uh, for me that doesn't feel yet right yet um, so at the moment it's it's 100% online so it's a six-month program it's self-paced um, 
you know, you watch all the lectures and try all the practices and the classes and you're at your own pace. And then we come together once a month for group mentoring sessions, um, which is a real chance for connection. So, you know, with it, when I created the online program, I wanted to really um, make it really accessible for people and easy, no matter what your schedule is, but also to have this kind of community component. So we come together in these group mentoring sessions on Zoom. We have a Facebook group that we connect in. And then also at the end of the training, um, each student has a one-on-one -on -one mentoring session with myself or one of our senior mentors. We have some uh, amazing psychologists, yoga teachers uh, who are mentoring, Annabelle McCliskey and Sandra Palmer. Oh, beautiful. I, I'm also uh, the same. I have moved everything online with the COVID. Well, I was in process of moving online. Somewhere I had this intuition that I need to do stuff online. Yeah. Um, and just like you also listened to the intuition and it was very clear. So I started moving things online, started getting training to how to do that. Uh, yeah. And having my computer background, it really helped to, to start doing that. And uh, then COVID hit and I'm like, oh, is this the reason? <laughs> and so I, I did guide a few uh, yoga teachers to move online because not necessarily everyone was aware of Zoom and things yeah. like that. And uh, now I also offer everything online okay. because I'm finding it very, um, it's, there is a lot of uncertainty in face to face. And I also find that a lot of people prefer online. Okay. The reason for that is, is that they can do it in their own time. You know, it's like easy for a lot of uh, uh, clients to do that. And also then they can do it from anywhere from in the world, you know, so they can, you know, do it in their, uh, at their pace and things like that. Mm. So I like that approach. Uh, personally, I never thought I will uh, do this online, but I also personally did uh, some courses like teachers who were not accessible um, online before everyone came online with this uh, COVID situation. And actually, in a way, it's a blessing in disguise. Um, I'm not saying about the, the suffering of COVID, I'm saying about the way we can now change learning, uh, like the way we are learning now, it's different now. And I don't think we can ever go back to what was normal, you know. Um, have you also noticed that um, clients, uh, basically after the COVID now, it's still, we are still in the midst of it. We are still there. But there is a lot of like, um, they, they're calling COVID exhaustion. You know, a lot of people are tired because they were just trying to survive during this COVID. So do you have any suggestions or anything they can like self-care um, ideas which you want to share or do you have something like a program in, in that relationship or how they can connect with you um, about that? So would you like to talk about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to, thank you. I mean, COVID has been hard. I don't, mm -hmm. except maybe for the people who make masks and hand sanitizer, I think for the rest of us, it's been such a challenging, such a challenging few years. And I would even go so far to say that it's been traumatic. Maybe they're going to start talking about 
um, post-COVID trauma or something at some point, but it's been a a very traumatic experience Mm -hmm. to greater or lesser degrees, of course, because everyone has been impacted differently. And if you have a home and you have a job, you can work from home and you have an income, it's very different than if you don't have those things. Um, But we all have been affected and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of it is around we thought we knew how to do life. We thought there was this certainty about things, which, you know, if we practice yoga and we understand the teachings of yoga, we know that everything is impermanent and there is no certainty. But at some level, we we believe that we knew how things were going. Yeah. And COVID has shaken that for so many of us. The ground beneath us has yeah. changed. What we thought we held for granted no longer. Mm. Um, and that's been a real time of reassessment uh, for many of us. And and then also all the practical things about how I'm going to pay my bills. How am I going to move house in lockdown? You know, what if my marriage is falling apart, but I can't leave because we have to be in lock- Like all these kind of questions that are coming yeah. up for so many people that have been on a very practical level, really challenging as well. So I guess the first thing would be to normalize it and acknowledge it if you are you know, feeling some trauma or residual trauma as a result uh, of what we've been going through the last few years, know that you're not alone in in that and and perhaps bring some compassion if you can, some self-compassion to that because it has been a tough, uh, it's been a tough few years. Everyone on earth suffered, you know, everyone, every human being has affected by this, this trauma. And yeah. we need to acknowledge that, I think, and what you're saying is absolutely right, that, you know, acceptance is the key, as we say in yoga. Yeah. So this is the acceptance. And, and okay, so we accept it, then what? What can we do yeah. about it? Yeah. Okay, so the next step, I would I would say, is to ask yourself the question, what do I need? Mm. And, and I like to do this as a practice each morning, but we can also kind of pause throughout a day and ask this question. And really, you know, instead of getting too heady about it and say, well, I should do an hour of yoga and um, <laughs> like have a bath and paint my toe out, you know, whatever it is, have a massage. Instead of like, let go of all the, the shoulds that you think you should be doing around self-care or your to-do lists. And instead ask the question, what do I need? Mm. See what bubbles up. Yeah. And it might be a massage or a, a day spa or something, or but it might it might be a sleep in or it might be I need to call my mom or it mm. might be I need to book a session with Sunita and talk about an Ayurvedic prescription or um, there is no one thing that we need to do but I really believe we need to be asking this question what do I need not what well, not what I should do but mm. what do I need in this moment what do I need mm. and then do that. Mm, it might be yoga it might be something else I really think like when we talk about self-care self-care has become really commercialized mm-hmm. and, a bit, and a bit of a thing but I think if for me self-care is asking myself in each moment what do I need mm. and being willing to give myself that beautiful very well said very well said uh, as you know I do a lot of mentoring for uh, in, you know yoga teachers as well as individual who uh, wants to move towards optimal health, but also for heartfelt business uh, and uh, uh, a combination of business and uh, personal growth. And in my experience, I've seen that people, uh, so I I wasn't offering that uh, for some time uh, in between like um, 
because I was going through my own health issues. I had Ross River virus and oh, I was wow. going through that and a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. So I had stopped it that time. And then, but I'm getting requests now and people are asking because uh, what's happening is now that we have gone through that actually peak of COVID, um, it didn't give us time to, to start thinking about like, you know, how do I do self-care? It was like people were just trying to wrap their brain around every day, yeah. think like every day, like, see, the kids were at home, you know, homeschooling, uh, yoga business, a lot of, I have seen that a lot of yoga studios are closing down because of the government rules or, or the distance, uh, you know, that uh, we had to keep. So there was not enough clients in the room and all this thing has affected emotionally mentally and also physically mm. because we we had rule of not going out you know five kilometer rule and things like that so it has affected us uh, tremendously and now people are coming out of the woodworks we can say yeah. and as you said like acknowledging that I have been through this you know and I need help so I thought okay um uh, I, I need to offer this again. So I'm, I'm offering this and I, all I can see is that everyone has gone through a lot of suffering. And as you said correctly, that it is trauma. You know, it fe feels like, you know, the mental state is, is literally that, you know, how the tra trauma, and, and it has been all of us, like not just one person, but we all react to it differently. So. This is where uh, I think yoga and Ayurveda can really help. Um, yoga is all about the energy. So if your energy is down, it helps to uplift. And also Ayurveda's routines, food, help to bring in prana more. So uh, this is what I think uh, people need. And on that note, would you like to talk about the yoga summit you have, mental summit uh, and yoga uh, because you're doing amazing job and and let us know like how it started what you what's it's going to be i'm going to shut up now and let you talk <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so the summit it's it's an online summit and and again um you know it felt it, it felt like the right time to be doing things online rather than than coming together but also we have teachers from all over the world so it enables us, you know, that enables um, that component as well. So it's the Mental Health and Yoga Summit. We have Sunita is going to be coming and um, sharing on that, which I'm so excited um, to share your session, Sunita. So it starts on the 29th of August and it runs over five days. It's free. It's online. Um, and yeah, if you want to, if you want to come and join us, it's at uh, mentalhealthandyogasummit.com. Really, this is, I really wanted um, to hold a space where we can have courageous conversations about mental health in mm. the yoga world. I think it's always been needed, but perhaps needed more than ever now, given what we've been going through, but given also the way that we're talking more about mental health now, which I'm really excited about. There used to be a lot of stigma mm. about mental health, but now it seems to be uh, a lot of people are talking about it in the media, in the news, like for example, the AFL, the football league has like mental health programs and anti-suicide programs, you know, things, things are, things are shifting and um, which really excites me. And 
I wanted to create a space where we can have some of these conversations um, in the yoga world. I also wanted to create a way um, that this this work is accessible for everybody. So yes, we have a training and you know that costs money to come and join, although we, we will have a scholarship um, program for that. But this summit, any you know, anybody, as long as you've got device and an internet connection, mm. um, you can come and learn from some of the most amazing teachers that are uh, speaking on speaking on the summit. And how did it start the thought of uh, like, I know this is, uh, is it second year, if I'm not mistaken? Second yes, year. the first one was, was January um, this year. And then the next one is going to be the end of August, August, September. Okay, okay. How did it start? This is something I wanted to do for a long time, but I don't know if you've ever done anything like this. It is a massive amount of work to put together. So when it was just me working away at my computer, it didn't feel possible. Um, now I am blessed to have an amazing team of people who work with me. My husband um, works with me. And then I also have um, uh, three other amazing women who support me. Uh, with this so it's a team effort and we do it we, we we do it together and so it's something that I've always wanted to do but didn't feel I had the capacity to do it by myself and now I have this um, team of brilliant women and my husband um, yeah finally able to make it to make it happen and I have to say like cre I'm creating it um, you know to, to 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 bring awareness to mental health in in the yoga world but i have to say personally it has been one a lot of work but two really cool to have these conversations with yeah. with people and a lot a lot of kind of conversations and things go on in the background before we show up and and have the discussions that we share uh as part of the summit but it's felt like um you know, like a master's degree for me, like having these conversations and working out how to put it together and, and navigating all the things um, that go on to, to put something like this together. Amazing. Yeah, I can I can just imagine how much effort it must have taken to do this because uh, I offer teacher trainings and I offer, you know, and I know that it's, it's very much so much effort get into like go into that it like years and years of thought process first and then bringing it together and also i'm glad that you have some support because without support it's just you doing it it becomes too much you know it's uh that wouldn't it, be good for my mental health <laughs> yes <laughs> and it's really uh, amazing that you're offering this opportunity to for those who want to uh, have this option for free you know and uh, and also a, a taste of what you're offering so then if they want uh, to go ahead and book sessions with you or your uh, uh, team members you know uh, teachers you have so that's really amazing because a lot of time uh, uh, people don't know that you know these amazing people exist you know so you're giving them opportunity to experience that and uh, from my side I'll definitely uh, talk about uh, the work you're doing and this is really amazing the mental health and yoga and as I say as you said earlier that it needed to be done it was uh, necessary to put it out there uh, because uh, I think that what happened in yoga I'm going to call industry which really hurts my heart but that's what it is you know that's what it has become and in modern this uh, yoga trainings uh, 
200 hours or 300 hours. And it's really, we're talking about the wisdom, years and years, thousands of years of wisdom into 200 hours. It's not possible to give them everything from the teacher's point of view, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I have done uh, 200 hour, 300 hour, 400 hour teacher trainings. And so this is a lifelong journey. And um, so people who have done 200 hour uh, teacher training also call yoga teachers and who have done 300 or 500 or 800 also call yoga teachers. Yeah. And this is when it's very interesting when the client go and learn from, you know, teacher with that um, uh, few years of experience and, uh, and they may not find the uh, offering, which is basically uh, come with understanding of what is mental health, how it needs to be like Ahinsa, the concept of Ahinsa. So I'm glad that you are explaining what it is and you're also teaching and sharing and showing that. And uh, I'm so glad that you're doing program for that because uh, it's very important for yoga teachers to understand this value of what yoga has, you know, um, the eight limbs of yoga is basically guideline uh, towards moving towards your optimal mental health as well as physical and emotional health. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we see what is yoga is usually it is looked at as just the physical side. And that's what when we look at social media, I'm talking about very shallow uh, image of yoga. But as we know that it is deeper than that, and I'm glad that you're offering this for those who are curious about it. Uh, would you like to talk about a little bit like why um, or how this whole took place in your mind, you know, why you decided to do it. Oh, this has been something that I was thinking about for many, many years. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it's funny, like, question, where did it, like, why did it, I don't know. I just did. Start, yeah, I think. <laughs> and, you know, it was quite, you know, there's a psychology world over, over here and the yoga world over there. But for me, they fitted, they fitted beautifully together. Um, and again, like I was teaching yoga classes, like yoga for depression and yoga for anxiety classes. And, I really enjoyed teaching them and I got really great feedback um, from the students, but really I thought, what am I like, I'm not really teaching anything any different than a regular yoga class. Um, and that you don't actually need to have a clinical psychologist teaching a yoga class for it to be helpful for mental health. Now I do think there is a time and a place for specialized classes with, um, you know, people with specialized mental health training, like psychology or social work or psychiatry, or whatever it is. But I also think that a, general yoga class can yeah. have an amazing impact on mental health that doesn't need to be run by a mental health professional but rather a yoga teacher who understands mental health and there's actually really there's beauty in going to a yoga class over psychotherapy you know I, I, you know psychotherapy is great 100 but there's something about stepping out of the story stepping mm. into your body um, you know, you, you know, residing back in, in your body, being present with yourself and not in, not in the story of it, that one can be really empowering and two can be really healing yeah. as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, so I was teaching these classes and thinking, why am I doing this? Like, it's not, 
really any different to what I would teach in a normal class. And so that's where I thought, well, but then I went to some regular classes. I went and like I went around to lots of different classes thinking, well, what are people teaching? And I was was just a little bit horrified by some of the things that were going on in classes. And I thought, well, yoga has this amazing capacity to support mm-hmm. with mental health. But the way that it's taught by some people um, but in some circumstances actually can be detrimental um, to people's mental health. And so, so it was then, I guess, that, that, that the idea was born um, mm-hmm. to educate yoga teachers so all yoga classes can be these safe uh, and nourishing places for people to come. Mm, I totally understand that. Uh, when I teach yoga teacher training, I always uh, teach my uh, students that Ahinsa, ahinsa, ahinsa. Keep in your mind ahinsa in everything, your speech, the way you will treat your client, the way you are noticing what's happening in the body. There is no, so everyone wants uh, in, in yoga teacher training when they enroll first, they thought I'm going to get formula, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I have to tell them that there is no formula. The only thing you're going to focus on is ahinsa. Mm, And once you start focusing on ahinsa, you start noticing that the ahinsa in your speech, ahinsa in your action, Mm. ahinsa in your mind, about everything. When we have this non-violence, this concept is so powerful. Just working with that is really life transforming. And your client sense that. Your clients sense that you are there 100% when you're teaching. And again, I talk about the boundaries as well. Like, you know, it's very important to have boundaries because um, sometimes yoga teachers start giving too much, you know, and so where they need to understand that, you know, the boundaries about the time, about the their own self-care, their own understanding, uh, their re- regular studies. And that's why mentoring is very necessary. Like I personally have uh, my guru who is, I can call mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have friends who are in this uh, world, yoga world, with whom I can speak freely about, you know, um, about my issues come up, coming up. Because yoga teachers uh, place sometimes is very lonely. This mm-hmm. side of the mat, as I say, is very lonely. So we need our sangha, yeah. our community, and I think you are creating this community online and offering this beautiful uh, opportunity to share um, this wisdom of yoga from different angles. I think, you know, different speaker will have their own understanding. And um, it's really amazing how uh, this program you have put together is going to help so many. Um, so how many people last year, last time when you offered this, how many people were there? What uh, you? How many speakers or how many people joined us for this summer? How many people joined you? We had around 4,000 people join us. For wow, this amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was a lot of... Uh, kind of energy behind it as well we got a lot of emails people we had a Facebook group there was a lot of kind of connection and community and comments and questions and things um, going on there as well so it felt really exciting to be part of it actually beautiful excellent because Sangha the like-minded people you know it's a different energy which uplifting for everyone so 
really uh, thank you from bottom of my heart uh, that you're offering this to you know to us basically. Yeah, it's really uh, I, interesting that like the yoga teachers and mental health professionals who are attracted to this work, the men, men, mental health and yoga work when you know i find when i teach um you know particularly when we come together but also in the online spaces as well people say i feel like i've found my tribe i feel like i've found my people mm -hmm. um and there's something about uh, yoga teachers and health professionals that are interested in this intersection that when they come together they feel like oh finally i found my people um yeah, so that's yeah. <laughs> really, really delightful to, to to hold that container where that can where that can come together. And I think I needed that for myself as well. Um, and so that that feels really nice for me as well. Mm. I think you found the people who speak your language, you know, and the, the tribe also speaks the same language. This yeah. is what I felt uh, when I uh, wherever I moved, like I was in US and I was in uh, India as well as here and Bali and wherever there is a yoga community like-minded people i feel at home like there is no pretense there is all uh this is basically comes from the heart and this offering from the heart is absolutely powerful and life transforming for many people um can you give us idea like what are the topics roughly we are looking at like top of your head just few topics uh, for this uh, yoga uh, and mental health summit. Oh, okay. Let me think. I should have it written in front of me, but I, I don't. Um, <laughs> okay, so let, let me think. So Jivana Heyman is coming and talking about accessible yoga. Mm -hmm. um, Heather Mason is going to be talking about yoga in healthcare. Mm -hmm. uh, Anika Sips is talking about bringing yoga into the doctor's office. Um, Oh, who else? Oh, I should have it in front of me. Who else are we having? Um, Nikki Myers is talking about yoga and addiction. Um, mm -hmm. um, Dr. Arielle Schwartz, who does some amazing work. She's talking about polyvagal theory and, and yoga. We have about 20 presenters. Shall I go on or does that, does that feel enough? Yeah, you don't have to like list all of that. <laughs> I just thought and you're coming and talking about mental health and the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? Nicolette, who we were talking about before, Nicola Ellis will be talking about uh, psycho-oncology. Um, Saraswati Basudevan will be talking about uh, yoga and trauma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, lots more people. We have lots about 20 people. people. Yeah, I can imagine. Like um, those who are listening, please visit the website. Um, would you like to talk about the website where they can find the speakers and the date? Yeah, like sure. So we are just finalizing the speakers. They'll be out, All the speakers will be up on the website. They're currently not, but they will be very soon. Um, so you can go to mentalhealthandyogasummit.com or go uh, to the Mental Health Aware Yoga website. There's a link there, mentalhealthawareyoga.com. Uh, com um, and there's a little spot where you can sign up we have an open registration just yet for the summit but that'll be opening up soon um, it's yeah so it'll start on the 29th of august and you'll have access to all the interviews over over five days beautiful so um, what i will do is i will put the links in my bio uh sorry yeah. in the uh, in the show notes so that uh, people can have those links and also 
uh, your information, like where they can find you, we can add that into the show notes as well. So that way, people who have any other questions in relation to mental health and yoga, um, or want to do any any advanced work with you, like I'm sure they can, you know, look at your website and uh, book in session. Is that the way to go to book uh, your appointment with you? Yeah, I mean, head to the mentalhealthawareyoga.com website. So we have the summit in August. We're going to be doing the um, 60-hour online training in September. So that'll start then. We also have a shorter training. It's a kind of a self-paced six-hour course called Introduction to Yoga and Mental Health. And you can start whenever you like. So that's kind of to get a taste of what we're doing here and seeing it's seeing if it's for you. That's on the Mental Health Aware Yoga website as well. We also posting video blogs every week um, on the website. Sunita joined me for one a couple of weeks ago um, and we talked about can I call myself a yogi, which is a great topic. So if you're curious, go and um, listen to Sunita over there. And that's often me talking or it's often um, I have guests that come and talk about some some interesting stuff as well. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way. Um, we will, I love doing these summits. We will probably do them maybe once a year from now on um i mean we'll see how we go but so if you're listening to this episode later and it's already past the 29th of august 2020 go and check it out anyway because chances are we'll be running another one at some point all right thank you for that really appreciate that you will be doing this every year because it's much needed don't hold me to it but i'm enjoying it as long as it as long as it's feeling good we'll keep doing it fingers crossed fingers crossed it may happen (laughs) and uh, thank you for being here today i really appreciate you giving us time thank you and uh it's just amazing. I always love talking with you and uh, it's just your beautiful energy and communicating with you is really amazing. So thank you. And I think let's end the podcast here. And and please, uh, listeners, please look at the show notes for more information. Uh, Thank you very much. Bye for now. Bye.